Season 2, Episode 53, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Before I get started with Episode 53, I said I would go back and review an idiom, uh, uh, a saying that doesn't make sense if you just look at the words. And so I want to go back to, to Episode 52, uh, I want to take a look at Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. Mark chapter 3, verse 7. Mark chapter 3, verse 7. One more time. Mark chapter 3, verse 7. Mark chapter 3, verse 7 says, But Jesus withdrew himself from his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude of, from Galilee followed him from Judea. This is after the Pharisees wanted to kill him because he healed a man on the Sabbath day. He was the man with the withered hand. Anyway, um, but the people can't get enough of Jesus at this point in his ministry, which I think he's been ministering publicly for about a year and a half now. Anyway, um, So, Mark chapter 3, verse 7. And Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the Sea of Galilee, and a great multitude of Galilee followed him from Judea. That's a lot of area. All the way down to Jerusalem. Edumea, verse 8. And from Jerusalem, from south of that, Edumea, uh, from beyond Jordan, which would be far east, across the Jordan, about Tyre and Sidon, which would be northwest along the uh, Gentile coast. A great multitude, when they heard what great things he did, came unto him. So he's very, very famous. Uh, Verse 9, And he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng uh, or overpress upon him. Uh, push him into the water, whatever. They're, it's a pretty unruly crowd, and he's he's a very quiet person, as we'll see in this idiom today. But but uh, verse ten, for he had healed many, insomuch that they pressed on him to touch him, as many as had plagues. I don't think he's worried about the plagues, but it's just you can't really talk to people if they're all trying to touch you. Gotta have a little room to. Uh, say what you want to say. Verse 11. And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him, cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. So you've got the the demon world trying to disrupt him. And in verse 12, And Jesus straightly charged them that they should not make him known. That's He's talking to the demons there. And they are very obedient. Verse uh, 15, and when uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 15 to 21, verse 15 says, Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him. So this is Matthew's take on exactly the same thing. After he healed a man, and the Pharisees were trying to figure out how to kill him, I think in Capernaum, 
he left and went to the Sea of Galilee. He charged them that they should not make him known. He healed them all. Verse 15, and when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and I think that's Capernaum, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, the prophet saying, uh, in Isaiah chapter, well, we'll just read it in, in, uh, in this one since it's review. Just continuing in Matthew chapter 12, verse 18. Behold my servant, in whom I have cho- whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will, this is God speaking, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will show judgment to the Gentiles. Uh, he shall not strive. This is the kind of person he was. I wish I could say I was this person. I'm too self-centered to be this kind of a person, I guess. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. He's not self-promoting. A bruised reed, this is the idiom I wanted to explain. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench. That's way back in Isaiah thousand years before Christ, before Jesus. Uh, a bruised reed shall he not break. This is saying, this is an idiom, like raining cats and dogs. It really doesn't make any sense unless you understand it uh, in, in the culture. A bruised reed, a broken reed, a, rude, a, a reed that's been bent. Let's put it that way. He will not break. He's not going to. He's not going to strive. He's not going to. Uh, no man shall hear his voice in the streets. Um, smoking flax. This could be the idea that to start a fire you need kindling, and flax would probably be good, pretty good kindling. And but you've got to nurture it. You've got to take care of it, or you're going to put it out. So this is a very powerful idiom. Smoking flax shall he not quench. He's trying to get these people saved. I think that's why he took Judas. And uh, Thomas, who didn't believe until after he rose from the dead and saw saw the holes in his hands. And and, uh, a bruised reed shall he not break. A smoking flax shall he not quench. Tell he sent forth judgment and victory. So he's going to give people every opportunity to trust in him. And his name shall be shall the Gentiles trust, which we've seen that historically. I, I personally believe that the rapture is is imminent. The reason I believe that is because I believe in imminence, for one thing. I think John thought it was imminent. But, you know, the writer of the book of Revelation. But um In it, shall the Gentiles trust. The Gentile church is going to be taken out at the rapture. And I really started making this when I found out I could last October. I mean, la- yeah, October. This is August. So 10 months ago, I started making these podcasts. And um, I thought, I, you know, I've got to leave something for the post-trib believers. Now, I, I, the tribulation could be 100 years away from now. I don't know. 
But personally, I'm just thinking if a guy like me can have an outreach to 19 different countries, 1,900 unique plays, uh, it sounds like I possibly am doing some good here. Possibly. And it just occurs to me that if the gospel... You know, what, what's really keeping the Lord from starting the 70th week of Daniel is the gospel of the grace of God needs to be preached to everybody. And if you listen to my podcast, I think you will hear the gospel of the grace of God. See, there I am self-promoting. But anyway, uh, and his name shall the Gentiles trust. All right, um, let's just real quick go back to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42, verse 1 through 4. Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 4. This will give me a chance to get a cough drop. Isaiah chapter... 42, verses 1 through 4. This, <coughs> excuse me, this is God talking through Isaiah. <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> the cough drop's not helping, I guess. Behold my servant, whom I uphold mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him, he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles, which is, this is the beginning of the age of the Gentiles here, with the death of Christ in, in a couple of years from in, in real time here as this is being spoken, 2,000 years ago. Verse 2, he shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street, a bruised reed shall he not break. A smoking flax shall he not quench. He's not going to let his, I don't know, zeal or his uh, anger or whatever, his hurt, his betrayal, uh, diminish his purpose, which is to seek and to save that which is lost. He shall bring forth judgment and truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Again, I told you, I think that's the continents, but that's, I think, what we're waiting for. What he's waiting for, for to start the 70th week of Daniel, because the, 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 the tribulation ends with the return of Christ. It starts with the rapture of the church. All right, so let's take a look at um, episode 53, Pete's podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. After a night of prayer, Jesus selects 12 apostles. At least two of them aren't believers. The, one that, the, the only one that really just started off with gang, like gangbusters was um, um, Nathaniel, who said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he said, Wow, you're going to see bigger things than than what you've seen so far, you know, when I saw you under the fig tree with Philip. Anyway, all different kinds, but I think this is part of that smoking flax that you know, maybe they'll believe, maybe, you know, I'm not going to put them out or give them a chance. After the night of prayer, Jesus selects 12 apostles. Mark chapter 3, uh, seven verses in Mark chapter 3 and five verses in Luke chapter 6. 
on a mountain not far from Capernaum and the Sea of Galilee. Approximately AD 31, Usher's Chronology, Part 7, we're still in Part 7, uh, which is Episode 37 through 71, The Great Galilean Ministry. And we were halfway through uh, the three episodes of Part 4 of Part 7, Subpart 4, called The Choice of the Twelve, which we're going to look at today, and the Sermon on the Mount, which we're going to start in 54, but we're going to do that over an introduction lesson and then uh, you know, the audience and the setting, I guess. And then we're going to take one, two, you know, eight different, I'm going to divide up the Sermon on the Mount into eight parts, which is much more manageable for speaking. Anyway, um, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospel for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922, C.I. Schofield, Schofield Reference Bible. If you want to see where I'm getting this stuff, look up A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ. There's just much more there than I can ever possibly. What I'm doing is just getting the outline and getting the verses, but I'm also getting notes that he's written and ideas that he has, which he's not afraid to use the word approximately or probably or possibly, which I appreciate. A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield, Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. Okay, so we're going to take a look at Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Through 19. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 says, And he goeth up into a high mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came to him. So uh, he's going up to pray and uh, or he has prayed. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Um, sorry. Um, and he goeth up into a mountain and called unto him whom he would of his disciples. And they came unto him. So, and he ordained twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Uh, there's been three times of great miracles: Moses followed by Joshua, Elijah followed by Elisha, and Jesus followed the, by the apostles. So, if you I don't, I don't see these great miracles occurring. Maybe during the 70th week of Daniel they'll be back. I don't know. Maybe the 144,000 will be able to do something. I'm not sure, but uh, possibly, I guess. But sounds like Satan's unleashed as well. Anyway, um, so, and Simon, he surnamed Peter. So there's the first disciple. Uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 16. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. There are uh, three brothers in these 12. Six of them are brothers. Andrew and Peter, James and John, sons of Zebedee. 
and uh, Judas, not Iscariot, the brother of James. So Judas and James are five and six brothers. Anyway, um, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, the brother of James, we're in verse 17 of chapter 3. He surnamed Borangers, which is the sons of thunder, which speaks more to Zebedee than I guess to them, but it was their mother that came and said, "We want I want James and John to sit on your right and left hand when you come into your kingdom. And God, Jesus said, that's not mine to give. Anyway, verse 18. And Andrew and Philip Bartholomew, who is Nathaniel, the name was changed to Nathaniel, Matthew, Thomas, and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, also known as Simon the Zealot, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Verse 19, And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. That's the twelfth. And they went into an house. So they he prayed all night about the disciples when he called them out. They came and I guess they went to Capernaum because that's where they live. And they went into a house. That's where Peter lived and they broke the roof down. And that's where Matthew, that's a big house. Could have used Matthew's house maybe. I'm sure he's, he's listed right here. Matthew is in this group. Of 12 that he's called out okay uh, Simon the zealot also known as Thaddeus so Thaddeus doesn't show up in other ones so I was wrong about Simon the Canaanite there's another Simon who sometimes is called Thaddeus and Peter sometimes called Simon and and they go by personally everyone in my family has more than one name so uh, over the 60 years that the Gospels were written from Mark to John, uh, there could be some different names. But anyway, if you want to look for something, for reason not to believe, I guess. I've, I've seen people do, I saw one person do that. He said, oh, I used this word here and he used this word there. I was talking about a place and, and it was a different word, but okay, whatever. Uh, tomato, tomato. Um, Luke chapter 6, verse 12 through 16. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And it came to pass in those days he went up into a mountain to pray. So that's what he was doing. And continued all night in prayer to God. So we're getting a little better look at it. That we got from Mark, in my opinion. We're getting. Uh, so he went up after he talked to him from the boat. He went up all night and prayed. After a big day of healing and being pressed upon and, and all of that. But not losing his cool in no way. Not putting out the flax, smoldering flax, or breaking the broken reed. People are broken. I was broken until I trusted Christ. And then, you know, been badly bent. Anyway, um, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus went up into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. 
And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve. So I t I've been saying all along that he has more than just twelve disciples. He, I've read like the number of 150. It's just a guess. I guess. It doesn't say in the Bible how many he had followers. But he had a bunch. And, uh, you know, Mark could have been one. Um, Luke could have been one. Uh, people that wrote these Gospels, they weren't in the twelve. And of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. And apostles have been taught by Jesus, personally taught by Jesus. And um, I just read something that A.T. Robertson had in his notes was that they had been with him since the baptism. But, you know, since Caiaphas was at the baptism of Jesus, the climax of G John the Baptist's baptisms, um, it was a big deal, and everybody was coming out. He became a, he became a, took the office of priest, if you will, like his father at age 30, and he was six months older than Jesus, and we know that it says that Jesus was about 30 when he began his ministry, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. But anyway, uh, so I think John the Baptist's baptizing ministry lasted about six months. But then he, then after he baptized Jesus, he went another six months. So that would be a whole year before he was thrown in prison. And Jesus left to go back to uh, Galilee. Okay, um, verse 14. Simon, who's, whom he named Peter. Andrew, his brother. James and John. Philip and Bartholomew, which is Nathaniel, uh, Matthew and Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, lives in Capernaum, uh, Thomas, doubting Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zealot, that would also be Thaddeus, because Thaddeus is not mentioned in this list. Uh, Judas, the brother of James, there's the two brothers, and Judas Iscariot. That would be James, the son of Alphaeus, so that would make uh, Judas the son of Alphaeus, too. Which, uh, but sometimes the word brother means relative, but anyway. Uh, Judas, the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. Next podcast, Lord willing, will be Season 2, Episode 54, which will begin uh, the Sermon on the Mount with an introduction to the Sermon on the Mount, the place and the audience, the place where it's being spoken and the audience who's listening, which is huge. Uh, in, in hermeneutics, the study of the study of the Bible, who's talking and who he's talking to is huge. So we know Jesus is talking, but is he talking to his disciples or is he talking to masses of people? Well, we'll, we'll get at least the chronology that A.T. That Robertson believes in, and so do I. Um, so, at a level place on a mountain not far from Capernaum. Uh, so, I will say, Adios, which means to God, 
And I will say, vaya con Dios, which means go with God.